0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode number five. Johnny Five is Alive, right? Five, five, five. Long time no see, Terrence. We just finished episode four. We're going to go ahead and jump right into this very special episode number five. This episode is going to be dedicated to Dell Goodnight. Dell is the father of one of my best friends who is fighting stage four cancer. Um Patrick, I know you know mm-hmm. Patrick too, yep. uh, is a son, and Chris. Very cool guy. With his wife, Kayla, Our his wife is Becky Goodnight, and his uh, daughter-in-law is Kayla, and his two grandkids, Taylor and Caden. Uh this is, <laughs> this is one of his favorite movies, so we thought we would do a special edition of the podcast just for him. Sending our thoughts and prayers to all the Goodnight family. Much love, and we, uh, we hope to do this uh, movie justice for you. Sending you positive vibes. Right, and prayers. So, we're going to be talking about The Day After Tomorrow, which is a recent disaster movie. Mm-hmm. So, Terrence, you asked me if we had a question, you, and you was like, you don't have a question for this one, do you, since we just recorded the last one. Of course I have a question for you. <laughs> Let's do I it. I don't just come into these. <laughs> so my question to you, Terrence, is this. What famous disaster movie do you think you would fit into And would want to be in if of of the disaster movies that you've seen. Which one would you like to be in and star in? Okay, Um,
1: I think as far as disaster movies that I would actually want to to play a role in, as far as the movie goes, uh, I have to. So I'm thinking of all the different disaster movies and which ones classify as disaster movies because some of them. Ride a Border, for example, 28 Days Later is a disaster movie, but it's also kind of a zombie movie. movie. Right. Now, technically, it's a virus, which makes it a pandemic, right? Zombie or a disaster movie. Um, but I would have to say, whew, um, all right, you're going to have to jog my memory of, of some disaster okay. movies that the have Titanic came Okay, Titanic
0: would be a disaster movie.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would do terrible um,
0: Wasn't there one called, like, uh, The Inferno or something about the, uh, oh, the volcano yeah, yeah. or something? Um, wasn't there the earthquake one? Oh, the most recent one with The Rock. San Andreas yeah, or whatever. Yeah, San Andreas. Uh, I would even consider, uh, was it Daylight with Sylvester Sloan where they were stuck in that tunnel in New York City? Okay,
1: yeah. There was... Um, Twister. That's true. Classic. Uh, and there's there there's the follow-up twist where it was like volcano right uh, something or something like, like that. that yeah that was not very good <laughs> but uh oh man I know I'm putting you on the spot honestly if if i'll I'm gonna choose 28 days later because it is a disaster movie but it it's also in that vein of of pandemic. kind of borderline zombie movie and I just I really enjoyed that movie so I would say that one I think I can play a role in that
0: I'm going to go with a movie that was a long time ago Um, I think it was in the 60s or 70s and it was the original Poseidon Adventure and I know you haven't seen it so I want to make sure you get to see that and that's why I wanted to have it in recording so you gotcha jogged your memory (laughs) Uh, but it was basically a a boat that was turned upside down and it's just really cool you need to watch it it's got a lot of famous actors and actresses in it gotcha um but don't watch the remake. You know, the original is usually always better, as we have discussed yeah. before. So, well, with that being said, let's uh, hop right into the day after tomorrow.
1: All right. So, our outline, as usual. First, we're going to go over some of the well-known facts. or Yeah, well-known uh, information about the movie, such as running the numbers, how much money it made, uh Casting, who wrote it, directed it, so on and so forth, some of the technical stuff as far as camera and film goes. And then we will go into fun facts and trivia. From there, we will state our opinion on the movie, uh, give it our own kind of rating of watch it, don't watch it. And then, uh, since we've already read our comments and emails in our last episode, uh, we'll just, you know, cut it with a closing after that. And so, with that, we will. Jump right into the day after tomorrow. So the release date for this movie was May twenty eighth, two thousand and four. Its budget was one hundred and twenty five million estimated. Uh, since it wasn't that long ago, the, with inflation and stuff, we're looking at one hundred and sixty eight million, which is still that's still still pretty good chunk. Uh, not as huge of a gap as the earlier ones, but that's still a noticeable gap. Oh,
0: yeah. The inflation just keeps going up, but people's wages stay the same. <laughs> Have you noticed right? that? Right, <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, its total gross in the USA was $186 million. Uh, worldwide gross was $544 million, so this did pretty well overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, its runtime was two hours and four minutes, so we're looking at a pretty long movie. Which, it, you know, when you watch it, it
0: doesn't feel that way. No, because you were right there with the action. and Exactly. It just, the, the story just flows, and you're, you're just caught up. You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly.
1: And that, that's how you know a movie's good, is when it's really long, and you don't notice. Like, when it ends, you're like, is it over already? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was directed by Ronald Emrich, uh, and it was written by Ronald Emrich and Jeffrey... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Nachmanoff. Nachmanoff.
0: Nakhmanov Sounds kind of Russian. Nakhmanov, maybe. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> so the uh, sound mix, we're looking at DTS, Digital Dolby and SDDS. Uh, another color movie. Once again, uh, anything after, I would say, uh, the 60s, black and, or, like, probably even before, uh, anything black and white was an artistic choice. So uh, at Aspect Ratio, we're looking at 2.39 by 1. Uh, its camera was the Airyflex. 35 IIC using Zeiss Ultra Prime lenses. Now, the Airyflex is a global... They, they do global motion, fi- uh, global motion picture equipment. A little bit of a tongue tie there for me. <laughs> um, and then they also do lenses themselves, but uh, they decided to go with the Zeiss Ultra Prime lenses. Now, these are both still very relevant companies. They still make equipment to this day. And um, you can still find their equipment on set. I mean, this was only uh not that long ago at least it feels like 2004 <laughs> wasn't that long <laughs> <Right>. ago <laughs>
0: that's 15 years ago right
1: dude. um but yeah no a lot of their equipment is still very prevalent uh they use multiple cameras in this uh they also use the airy flex 435 the z once again we're looking at z ultra prime lenses uh, the movie cam com- compact more z's uh and then the variable prime and uh NGNX Optimo lenses. So they did go for different lens on one another camera, probably for special shots during the movie. Uh, then we have the MovieCam SL and the back-to-z-ultra prime lenses and the variable prime lenses. Uh, this was filmed in Deluxe Hollywood, uh, E-Film Digital Laboratories Hollywood, and Technicolor Montreal, Canada. So uh, there were some scenes that were Filmed in Canada. And that's, most that's of those a, filmed in Canada. Yeah. You'll find so out. that's that's a good uh, that's a cool little fun fact already. Um, it's film length. We're looking at three thousand three hundred and eighty meters, Germany, uh, and three thousand three hundred ninety-seven in Switzerland meters. Um, and I wonder what, what why those that difference happens. Now, given it's only a couple frames, uh, a couple meters, so eighty to ninety-seven, so it's not too big of a difference, but there is a difference that, you know, I wonder why there's a difference between Germany, Switzerland. Uh, Then we have the negative format, back to the age-old 35mm Kodak Vision, uh, the 200T 5274, and then we're looking at the cinematographic process, which is digital intermediate 2K master format, and Super 35, which I do have a little bit of information about Super 35. So Super 35 is the motion picture film format that uses exactly the same film stock stock as standard 35 film, but puts the larger image frame on that stock by using the negative space normally reserved for the optical analog soundtrack. So basically, it's uh, taking up extra room in some different kind of way on the film itself. Uh, And then finally, we're looking at the uh, 35mm for printed film format and D-Cinema. Uh, which is Texas Instruments, DLP. So basically, in short, what we're looking at is an early DPL. Remember, I I was talking about that, and that's what we're looking at nowadays, where they have big digital. This is an earlier version of that, where they start going from actual film and moving into digital. So some of this was on film, and some of this was on digital, which is very interesting. And
0: Um, Something uh, that, since we were in uh, in a rush to try to get this out... I didn't look up the awards, so if you want to do that, when I'm going through the cast or something, yeah, you know, absolutely, after you, do it, you can go ahead and do the synopsis, and I'll start running through the cast. And then okay, yep, that way I want to make sure we hit at least if they hit anything major, you know what I mean.
1: All right, I'm just trying. I'm looking at this big word. Which one? have <laughs> so yeah, the like right at the beginning. Paleo
0: climatologist or yeah. whatever it okay. is. <laughs> All right, here we go.
1: Synopsis. I'm, I'm going to butcher that first word. I'm <laughs> telling you. All right. Uh, so just
0: put a scientist. <laughs> too,
1: to <be> <laughs> a paleo you know, Climatologist. Climatologist must make a treacherous journey from Washington, D.C. to New York. That's a long way. Yeah. To rescue his son and his friends who were caught stranded during an international storm that has thrown the earth back into the ice age... Will Jack Hall reach his son in time to save him from his impending doom? Or will he die on his treacherous journey to reach him?
0: I don't know. Do you know? I know because I've seen the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do know. And I, I, I love this movie.
1: Um. So, yeah, with that, we're going to jump into cast. And while he's doing that, I will look up awards. All
0: right. So, obviously, the, the pretty much the main two actors are Dennis Quaid, who played Jack Hall, and Jake Gyllenhaal, who played his son, Sam Hall. Did you know it's pronounce Yeelan Hall, I did not know that. Yeah. He'll always be a Gillen Hall to me. Though. <laughs> uh, Emmy Rossum played Laura Chapman. Dash Mihawk played Jason Evans. J. O. Sanders played Frank Harris. Sella Ward Dr. Lucy Hall. Austin Nichols J.D. R.J. Smith Brian Parks. Tamla Tomita Janet Tocada, Sasha Royce Parker, Ian Holm played Terry Rapson. Nassim Sharara played uh, one of the Saudi delegates. Carl Alachi, Alachi, Alaki, maybe it was a Venezuelan delegate. Kenneth Welsh was Vice President Becker. Michael Gish, Abdul Samah. Man, you thought you had a rub. <laughs> <laughs> he played the Saudi translator as Michael A. Samah.
1: All right, so, so jumping into some of the awards, and I'm just going to name some of the notable ones. A lot of these I'm actually not familiar with, but there are some that make reoccurrences from previous films that we've covered. Uh, so we're looking right at the get go at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, USA, 2005. It won the Saturn Award uh, back with the Saturn about Awards. Um, I'm sorry, it didn't win anything, but it was nominated for uh, Best Science Fiction Film and also a nomination for Best. Best special effects, which it did, it was really fantastic, good specs, especially for the time. Um, uh, once again, we see the MTV Awards making appearance. So, I wonder when MTV Awards like phased out. You
0: know what? I think I have a note in this movie. Yeah, I think they won the last award. So, we'll okay, I'll talk yeah. about it here in a minute.
1: So, um, it did win one for best act action sequence and it got a nominee for Breakthrough Female. So, and that, uh, yes, that was for, uh, Emmy Rossum. Rossum. Yeah, exactly. And other than that, there's a lot of, oh, here's a notable award. So it did not get nominated in a teen choice award, uh, which is just choice movie drama action adventure. You
0: kind of wonder how much of that was Jake Hall or whatever, because you know, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Thing for him.
1: And then, uh, let's see. Yeah. Those are the most notable ones. Then there's a lot of like smaller awards that I've never heard of I believe the BAFTA would be the only other one that's mentionable I don't know what BAFTA stands for I'll have to look into that Uh, but they were the winner for best achievement in special visual effects so the big thing about this movie that was very prevalent is its special effects Uh, very breakthrough at the time and it did a very good job so, so with that. Closing out the awards section. Yeah, closing out the awards section. All
0: right. We're going to dive right into the unknown facts trivia for Terrence because I didn't even copy these notes off for Terrence. So he's coming in blind. I like it because his, his reaction is so much more. <laughs> Here we go. This, this first one cracked me up. It was hilarious. 20th Century Fox invited a group of scientists to preview the movie and marvel at the science behind it the scientists were not impressed and one scientist even said that it was enjoyable nonsense <laughs> <laughs> that's that's hilarious. It is mean, hilarious so what
1: what's funny about that is they want science scientists to marvel over it but it sounds like they didn't consult scientists well, to do it or here we go here's okay.
0: the, here's the, the the second point was nasa scientists were sent a request to review the theories of the storm in this movie they stated that there is no way that this could occur NASA even sent out a letter to all its employees saying that none of them were allowed to talk about the likelihood that the events in this movie could actually happen. <laughs> NASA later rescinded the, the statement. Now, my question is, why would NASA say, oh, it couldn't possibly happen, and then tell other employees, "I oh, don't say the likelihood that it yeah. could happen? So does that mean it could happen?
1: I know, right? You see what I'm saying? I mean, there are always a lot of different things. I mean, even now, given it's not on the level of Day After Tomorrow, but there have been some freak events that have happened in our day and age, like much after this movie, but just in the recent, uh, I'd say five years. I mean, just last winter, uh, it snowed in LA, which that, and now that has, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like I, I know it's happened once before. Um, and it was like long time ago, but the fact that it happened again, it's like, okay, what's going on? Um, I believe now I don't remember what state it was in, but I believe a tornado landed into a state that never gets tornadoes. um, hmm. And it might just be outside of that, you know, tornado alley kind of thing. But uh, still, I I remember that happening. I just don't know uh, where. Um, And, you know, some other uh, incidents here and there. Uh, And then there's always the threat of some incidents that uh, we're just always worried about. You know, of course, there's the big San Andreas uh, earthquake that California is constantly worried about. And then there's, you know, uh, multiple active volcanoes that people are worried. There's the one in Iceland that back in 2000 and... uh, I want to say. Well, there's some volcanoes that? that are
0: becoming active now that haven't been active in years, decades. Exactly.
1: Um, that I remember some uh, speculation about uh, Mount St. Helens again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be devastating if that happened again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> and even said to be worse than the first time. So. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, it's even though the. It might not happen like in the movie, it still gets you thinking of some of the real threats that we're facing today. So that's really interesting.
0: In 2008, Yahoo claimed that this movie uh, claimed this movie as one of its top 10 most scientific inaccurate movies.
1: <laughs> so and this,
0: right now, it's not even starting off on a good note with the scientists. <laughs> as as and, the science, yeah. <laughs> well, but it, it
1: was very entertaining. Right? And I, I think it's funny that it that statement alone dates itself. Right. Listed on Yahoo. 2008, like, who, yeah. To, just, just Yahoo in general. Because <laughs> to think that we always used to use
0: Yahoo. Now it's we Google. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Army lent a couple of Black Hawk helicopters to help in the rescue scene. The Canadian government had to ensure their people in Montreal that they were not under attack by the USA. <laughs> Can you imagine looking out the window and <laughs> the helicopter? What's going, going? on? The <laughs> USA's finally snapped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the river crossing scene was actually shot on the Mexico-US border, and the extras for the film were actually crossing the Rio Grande into Mexico.
1: Oh, snap. Yeah.
0: Here's something that was interesting. Having a major catastrophe hit in New York worried some people since the film was released shortly after 9-11. However, many people in the theaters in New York cheered when New York got hit with the gigantic tidal wave. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, it was far enough removed that, hey, we're in the movie again, you know, yeah, in New York. Exactly. Even though the terrorists tried to take away what we were, that, hey, we're still a prominent city in the exactly, U.S. Exactly, yeah. Um, somehow, now nah, you're going to love this one just because I, I know how you are. Somehow, the South Park creators got a copy of the script before pre-production. They were going to shoot the movie word for word using only puppets and release it on the exact same day. A lawyer had to talk about of it. I wish they would have seen. it. I did so great. I knew you would get a kick out of that one. Those guys are hilarious. Sam and his friends were supposed to be only 11 years old in the script. They changed the age to 17 for the film because they wanted Jake... Ethan Hall. Thank you. Play, ...to play the part. Ah, huh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All the breaths seen coming out of the characters' mouths were added by CGI after they were done shooting the scenes. It was cheaper than actually freezing the entire set. And they're, and they're in their cast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh the director knew that the Statue of Liberty in all likelihood would topple over due to the huge amount of water that uh came in, but the director wanted a symbol of hope and values that the American people would recognize and stand up for. Okay, yeah, I
1: can see that. That's right. that's a pretty good artistic uh decision there.
0: Then now this one's really big. At least one thousand digital artists worked on this movie. Wow, yeah. That is a lot of people. But if you if you ever seen the movie There's a lot of CGI going on too, and
1: and you got to realize that uh, when it comes to digital effects, the reason why there's so many people, there's like one person for one particular thing. So you have one person who you know sculpts it, another person who wires the animation, another person who. Uh, rigs it, which is like the, all the movements and stuff, and then you have another person who textures just this particular texture, color, so, and so forth, color. So you have shadowing, so shading, many different people who are doing one specific thing, specific uh, thing, and it's just uh, it's a really long process. So uh, any time, and even today, when you do digital, when you see digital and it's really well done, in particular, uh, you just have to take time to appreciate it because the time that goes into it is. There's a lot
0: of time. Well, that's, that's why it's so expensive to well, do not, CGI. Not only that, but man, do you remember uh, like the old Disney cartoons? How long it took them to hand draw those the, exactly, the animation yeah. movies? So that's why I appreciate a lot of the older cartoon or cartoon movies from Disney and they're like Absolutely, Snow White and yeah. all of them because you know how long it took them to do that. It, you oh, know, step yeah. by step, man. So today, yeah. yeah. The Red Cross actually set up several stands around the U.S. with information on how to survive natural disasters for people worrying who had just watched the movie. <laughs> you know passing out pamphlets of yeah. you know, what to happen in tornado or fire I think it's always
1: good to every now and then bring up sort of the hey make sure depending on where you live you have a disaster preparedness kit ready to go in case x event happens and we're in your yeah, state I'm,
0: I'm glad we're talking about this movie now because uh, especially living so close to you know like the tornado season mm-hmm. coming up. You know, people are not prepared as well as they should be.
1: Exactly. Because they're like,
0: oh, it'll never hit us. It'll never hit us. So, exactly. Um, actually, uh, down in where the Good Knights live, down there in Martinsville, uh, a couple years ago, a tornado came through there and did some serious damage. I mean, on their property and mm-hmm. just around the town. It was pretty devastating. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. It is said that uh, Emma, or Emmy Rossum gave Jake... Yellenhaal. thank you i'm gonna to point to you every time he's <laughs> a huge french kiss during their first read together and emmy Rossum was only 15 when she auditioned for the movie oof yeah all right after i love this fact after the first round of the party sam's you know those stickers that says hello my name is yeah you know what his name says after the first round what does it say after the yoda round? <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, love I, it. I remember it now yeah that's yeah. great The ice shelf at the beginning of the movie was all CGI and lasted over two and a half minutes. Oh, wow. That's a lot of CGI. Yeah. Roland Emmerich first got the idea for this movie when shooting The Patriot in 2000. Have you seen The Patriot? I love The Patriot. It's It's a a good movie. We need it. We might have to. Yeah. He said that shooting outside depended on the weather and he wished he could control the weather somehow. That makes sense. I mean, so that I mean, if he, you know, you're shooting the patriot, and most of it's shot outdoors. You probably rain, yeah, you know, all that elements, you know.
1: And shooting outdoors in general is a is a very tough task, and I commend for anybody who tackles it because when when you're in a studio, you control the lighting and everything else. And the when sun's only there
0: for a short. Exactly. Amount
1: of time. Exactly. So so when you're filming outside, that's an extra element you have to worry about because you can only control the lighting so much but it's gonna change and you're gonna have to either adapt it and it's either gonna have to be changed through editing or you or have wait to wait till the next day exactly wait till the next day because you have a very small open window to keep consistency and ha- your takes have to be nailed very quickly
0: oh yeah the coming global superstorm book by art bell and whitley striber was used for reference for the movie do you know who Art bell is I believe
1: so. it he's, rings a bell. You have to. He's dead it, right? now,
0: but uh, he he used to host a radio show early mornings called Coast to Coast AM. It talks okay. about UFOs, you know. Okay, gotcha. All that. Um, Roland Emmerich donated two hundred thousand dollars for planting trees and energy renewal investments to combat the carbon dioxide effects from the movie. Okay, wow. Yeah, so oh. he planted a bunch of trees. Yeah, that. no, that's pretty awesome. And I think, I, like any... was, I think they said it was the first time somebody's done that in movie cinema history.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if it's been done again since.
0: I'm, I don't know. Roland Emmerich had started writing the script for this movie sometime after The Patriot, but stopped after 9-11 because he didn't think the timing was appropriate for a disaster movie.
1: Okay, yeah. That's... Uh, I it's mean, probably a decent choice. Right. I mean, uh, it, 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 it was definitely a tough time uh, for... For everybody. For everyone. Um, I mean, not only because of the events and, and those who lost... Well, let me ask you,
0: where were you during
1: 9-11? I remember waking up that morning, and uh, my my dad was already at work, and I believe my mom was watching the news. I I believe I had the day off. Of school? Uh, yeah. And um, uh, I remember... My mom talking about it and like, just like, wow, okay, the, the base is probably going to close down, which it did, because um, obviously all the bases go in high alert when an event like that happens, because my dad was also in the military. Um, was he Navy? Yeah, he was okay. Navy. He was a CB also, so dirt sailor, they like to call us. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I remember as it was happening, uh, just my mom explaining it and then me trying to wrap my head around it, because I was 11. It was 2011, yeah. Right. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. 2000. Uh, it was 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was 11. Uh, so I was just trying to wrap my head around what was going on. Um, we were more scared of. Now, obviously, it was a very terrifying moment. Um, but being uh, in a military family, um, when events like these happens, you're you're more worried about where your loved ones are gonna go next. Right. It's like, okay, this event happened. Where's my dad gonna go?
0: And when will I see him again?
1: Exactly. And so that was really the big fear for us because we were, we were in California, I believe. Um, and so, you know, very far away from where all this happened. But uh, we did have some uh, friends of the family who were affected. And, you know, uh, we were there and supporting them. But uh, we were also worried about what was going to happen with, uh, you know, my dad and uh, other people we knew who are also in the military. Now of course they have a duty to their country. They're going to do what they're going to do, but we're just hope that everything is going to be okay in the end. Right.
0: Well, I was on my way home from work. And I remember cause I worked third shift, like the overnight shift. Yeah. And I, I was listening to radio and I got just about home. They said, Oh, uh, a plane has hit one of the world trades and I thought, Oh, well maybe it was just an aerial accident, you know, cause sometimes yeah. they hit buildings. As a matter of fact, right up the road, um, around my birthday one year, a plane ran into one of the Ramada ends, uh hotel. So, um, I thought that might just be it and then when I got home and turned the TV on and seen what was happening then I, I was watching live when that second plane hit and I was like whoa so then that's when I was up the rest of the day and it was just a sad time for America yeah but you know while we came through bigger oh, and bad oh absolutely than ever. yeah alright back to it this is the highest grossing film ever to be made in Canada ok wow uh, has the biggest opening weekend gross for a movie that did not reach number one at the box office interesting I wonder what beat it out. I, I looked it up. Uh, I, I want to say like my big fat Greek wedding or something. I don't. I don't really know. I can't. That's <laughs> um, just something interesting. I mean. Just a little, little quick uh,
1: uh, quip on the, the previous fact about it being the highest grossing in Canada. It's interesting, but also not surprising. And uh, surprising enough, the only the biggest other sort of uh, movie making film industry that rivals Hollywood is China. So they they're making they're making big breakthroughs, and as far as uh, movies and television goes, and, and some people are even going out of their way to uh, hypothesize that by the like in the next like three four years they're going to be grossing more than Hollywood, and it's actually going to be bigger than Hollywood. So hmm. that that'll be interesting to follow.
0: The footage of the plane that crashed in the Midwest before the FAA's flight ban is actually a stock photo of a January 1990 Avionica Airlines crash on Long Island. The hurricane footage is of Hurricane Aniki, 1992, in Hawaii. It was shot by Roland Emmerich's assistant Aaron Boyd, who renamed the storm Hurricane Noel Lanny after his Hawaiian wife. The UK blizzard footage is from January 2002 report. I love
1: this fact because I always, when I watch movies like this, and you can tell it's actual footage, I always wonder what the footage is from. Right. And so I, I really like that. That's awesome.
0: At the beginning of the movie during the climate conference, Dr. Hall tells the vice president that the last time a piece of the shelf broke off, it was the size of Rhode Island. This is actually a fact from 2002-2003 about a piece from the Larson B.I. shelf that broke off and was actually the size of Rhode Island.
1: Jeez, that's huge.
0: When the people of New York are walking on ice, the police officer's vest is covered and only ice is available. I-C-E. <laughs> so that's a nice little nod. Yeah. Nine special effects houses worked on this movie for over a year.
1: Yeah. That, it, it, I mean, with a thousand people working on that, that's if, I'm surprised it's not more, right? actually.
0: During the filming of the tsunami scene, Jake Gyllenhaal had to use the restroom so bad that he went into the water tank. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when, when you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> The famous New York Public Library is known for its iconic lions. The filmmakers used lamps instead of paying the fee for the, uh, the filming of the famous institution. Therefore, the filmmakers got away with taking advantage of the public area right to film.
1: Hmm.
0: So a little way to save money. They yeah, say, eh, exactly. Gotta... The helicopter used to make the wind was loaded with sand to make it heavier and, had, and have to use more downward thrust, therefore creating more wind. Huh. That's in, that's interesting. That's, huh. that's pretty cool. You yeah. Know, physics. Who knew? Pretty much, yeah. Here you go. Are you ready for this one? Do it. Lindsay Lohan <laughs> was almost cast to play Laura. Really? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> kind of glad that one didn't get right. through. Right. Uh, this was also, uh, this movie was promoted with a doomsday clock in theaters. It had the countdown. To oh, yeah, hour. yeah. I like when they do little extra stuff yeah. like that. The channel that the president is giving his thanks to third world countries You know what channel it was on TV? I don't remember. The Weather Channel. Oh. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, The composer, Harold Closer's score for this movie landed him the Aliens vs. Predator in 2004. And it was a really solid score. Yep. The wolves attacking the ship only took five days to film.
1: Yeah, a lot of it was CG. Right. Uh, so I, I can see that. I wonder yeah. how long
0: the CGI took, though. It only took five a days to longer. film. Yeah, but right. it
1: took a lot longer to CGI.
0: The tornado destruction of Los Angeles was the best action singles award given by MTV's Movie Awards before the award was discontinued.
1: Oh, okay. So, so this, this was go. right before. Right. It, so you're it looking at all
0: done about 2006, maybe seven. Yeah. The books Sacred and Gone, Baby Gone, are seen on the back of Jack's bed. Huh.
1: Now I have to watch it just to See, catch all these little things. I feel like that every every episode we record. I'm like oh, yeah, I gotta rewatch it I, like I so don't to know catch why. These that's things. why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: some movie posters had depicted a fallen statue of liberty. This has also been used by Planet of the Apes, Escape from New York, and Jupiter Menace. It I remember pretty... I remember seeing that. But later And
1: Jane silent Bob uh, Strike but, Back. <laughs> but later they
0: said that um I think it was when the DVD came out yeah. that I think they, they didn't show that anymore. When the special edition came out, it showed the Brooklyn Bridge or something. Really? really? They I show... saw the version with the Statue of well, Liberty. Well, I mean, I think I have the Statue of Liberty, but yeah. I'm saying the later releases huh. it shows the Brooklyn Bridge and not the Statue so of Liberty. Because that, in the movie, the Statue of Liberty, you know, it's not it, yeah. over. It's froze up to the, That's you know. true, yeah. Kirsten Dunst had a small cameo when Jack is on the phone with his son. She is seen with her sweater pulled up to her mouth to stay warm in the background.
1: Huh.
0: It's always interesting when
1: you have high-profile actors That's as just background a little, characters. Yeah, that you don't even realize. Yeah. Uh,
0: in the scene where the tornado hits L.A., you can see the New York skyline. Ha. Huh. So, so That's maybe, pretty hilarious. Yeah.
1: Especially to, like, natives in New York be like, wait a minute.
0: Or Somebody in L.A. is like, <laughs> what, what's this? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> the me. bus driver, who was hit by waves of water and died earlier in the movie, shows up in the library. <laughs> so... <laughs> When Jack jumps over the gap in the beginning of the movie, he is holding tubes. When he falls, he has an axe pick. Okay.
1: A little bit of a magic bear.
0: Positions of the nearly sunken ships by the Statue of Liberty changes between shots. Okay, yeah. That, uh, That one I think I caught. Yeah? Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Well, here's one. How about this? All the library windows seem to have been blown out by the snow and cold air except the room where the group is staying. So how did it, how did it blow how out? How convenient How did it blow out all those things? So let's right. go ahead and let's give me your take on this movie
1: all right, so it's been a while since I've seen this movie, and <clears throat> because of sort of the uh the spur of the moment uh for this episode uh, I wasn't able to rewatch it, but I have rewatched it multiple times in the past, and I'm definitely gonna give it another rewatch uh I highly enjoy this movie, I like disaster movies um and this one in particular is rated rated pretty highly on my list uh, I just I, I love the acting from Jake Elan. I mean I just he's a great actor and I like a lot of his work uh, I do remember the the wolf scene you were talking about uh, that was a pretty pretty cool intense moment uh, I believe they were trying to get medicine right there was someone so. who was sick so they had to go get medicine they're on this boat and then they're just getting chased by these starved wolves who are just looking for their next meal um and then the bounce between what's going on in the library and then his father making that trek uh, to save his son, uh, it, was, it was a nice sort of a journey story at the same time, survival story. Um, and I, I did find that uh, the one scene really sad where um, uh, they're, they're going over the mall. And uh, the glass breaks and um, he has to, you know, cut the cord and see his friend go. Right. Uh, that, that was a pretty emotional scene. Um, but yeah, it's, as far as, uh, do, you, do you know
0: what this is rated? I do not know. Let me look it yeah, up while it you're so, talking. Yeah,
1: okay, so I'll keep going. So, as, as far as, uh, you know, watch it, not watch it, as soon as we pull up the rating, I can definitely recommend. It's a family movie. I particularly remember watching it with my family uh this came out in 2004 so i was i was 14 um i watched the movie i enjoyed it with my family it's pg-13 pg-13 okay so you know depending on how uh you actually abide by those ratings um it can be a family movie It, it could be for some of your older kids and and yourself or um Maybe just a, a yourself movie. Now, I, I do know some you know some parents screen movies before they watch it as a family. Either way, I want to say this is definitely a must-watch movie. If you like disaster movies, absolutely a must-watch movie. If you're not too much in disaster movies, uh, I would say give it a chance. It might change your mind.
0: I think it was a really well-done uh, family. I want to say family movie because it's about a family, about exactly, a guy, yeah. the love for his son, the stuff that he goes through just to mm-hmm. get to him. You know what I mean? Um, I rather enjoyed this film. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember, you know, that iconic scene of the Statue of Liberty where they're walking in. You know, you see the mm-hmm. Statue of Liberty's head step. Yep. You know and that, and I was like, wow, you know, and it, and it makes you think about what if something like that really happened? How far would you go? What would you do if this happened to you? So I say, yeah, give it a watch. Um, from what I remember, it's been a while, but I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I know you li- like this movie, and I know that uh, Mister Goodnight likes this movie. So, um, if you like our podcast, you can reach us, or if you have a question or comment or review, um, you can reach us at the of at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: then you can leave comments on iTunes,
0: right? The, that's the biggest way to help us present. This is to get a review on iTunes. The more reviews you get on iTunes, the higher you move up in the charts. It's easier for people to find you. Um, Even if you don't have an iTunes account, you can go create one. Even if you don't have an iPhone or iPod or iPad, Mm -hmm. you can create an iTunes account and you can just go on there, search us out and leave us a review. Um, You can also find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play and Apple iTunes. Yep. Um,
1: And it really does. uh, And also remember, um, you know, we read the comments. So if you want to hear a shout out uh, for yourself, you know, we'll read your comment. Uh, We always enjoy reading them and. Uh, We enjoy just, you know, knowing people that people like our content.
0: And uh, actually, two days from now, I'm going to have lunch with somebody that suggested a movie to us that uh, I think I'm going to bring him on the podcast. Okay, nice. Um, And I won't tell you the name of the movie. I'll tell you off the air because I want it to be a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. um, Also, we have somebody that texted me last night that he's really upset that I didn't invite him to be on the podcast you know I actually tried to before I met you I actually was trying to find him but he had uh, deleted his Facebook account because yeah. he was one that we always talked movies and now that he's back on it he's going to be helping us out um, I'm going to put him to work doing some research in the background he's be he wants, part of our research crew yeah, yeah so we're going to bring him on as so Rob, if you're listening, he's going to be part of the the background team. I so think yeah, we'll officially
1: want uh, you know once he pulls help us with uh, some of our research, we'll and, do an official introduction. For and
0: him. Um, his son and one of his friends are going to be working on a new logo for us. So once they get that up, um, I'm going to shout out their names and support them, um, and you guys will be able to see them and. Thinking about getting some t-shirts made for me and Terrence and we'll see how they look Definitely and everything. Some hats, and then. Cause we're hat wearing. Yeah. <laughs> we really like wearing hats and, uh, we'll see how they look. And if, if people see them and comment them on us on our social media or whatever, then, or you want to email us, say, Hey, where'd you get those? Then, uh, maybe we'll see about making some and selling them. Um, we're also talking about doing Patreon. Uh, if people don't know what Patreon is, it's where you pay a monthly fee, whether you could be go from a dollar to yep. 2 million if you want a month. Yeah, <laughs> But, uh, you do that you get some extra bonus content and we're thinking about for doing the Patreon we're going to be talking about TV shows and by when we say TV shows one episode is going to be on an entire series of a TV show so like let's say little house on the prairie we would cover the entire 12 seasons or whatever of little house on the yeah. prairie on one episode but it's going to be a longer episode it, i mean it could be like 4 hours long you know, where we might have to record a couple of days, but just splice it all together. Or yeah. we could do multiple episodes of it. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. Um, so if you have any suggestions for that, or if you would say... Yeah, if there's
1: things that you want to see as far as, hey, I'd really like to do this through a Patreon, um, or I'd like to support you guys this way and maybe receive this in return, uh, we're open for ideas. You know, let us know what you'd like to see.
0: Right. So, uh, once again, this was a special episode. Um, I tried working really hard to make sure it was special for... Uh, Dell, uh, well, I call him dad. Good night. And, yeah. uh, mom. Good night. If you're listening, let you know that we're praying for you and Patrick and Chris and Kayla and the kids, uh, that we love you. And, uh, we want to do something a little special for you. I know we were going to try to get some messages uh, put on here for you guys to put on the end for a future, uh, memory. Um, but we didn't get that to happen. So maybe eventually we can do a little update or something. If you guys decide that you want to do that and maybe we can add it on to it or something. So, um, with that, until next time. Ah, next time. Next time will be episode number six. Number six. So, Terrence, we have decided that for the sixth episode, it's only fitting that we do The, the Sixth, sixth sense. sense. Yes. So, I really enjoyed that movie. It yes. was uh, M. Night Shalamala La <laughs> La <laughs> La La You know, I yeah. think it was one of his. Better movies. That,
1: that was back when uh, this this was the type of movie that uh, coined the M Night Shyamalan twist,
0: right? Uh, and then yeah. I don't know what happened, but his movie just went downhill real right yeah. fast after that. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout because our next one will be the sixth sense. So make
1: sure you give it a watch before the next episode because this one. The spoilers will spoil the movie, so also, if you haven't seen it, you somehow avoid it. Right. Spoilers up till then and to now. Then, and yeah.
0: also, me and Terrence have been discussing, and we're going to be releasing a double episode and one sitting, one for Mother's Day for one, our mothers, uh, some of their favorite movies mm-hmm. um, we're going to pick, and then we're going to do one for Father's Day for our fathers. And I might actually have my dad come on and discuss it with us. It'd be fun. That. Yeah. So, Dad, if you're listening. Um, Be prepared because I'm going to be calling you up to come out here and record one day. So, with that being said, I think that's a wrap. All right. And And cut. cut.